live from the Checkpoint XP studios. He's about to pull off oh, the Alamo. Oh, he's unbelievable. Nico is on fire. Oh my goodness. How does he do this? On radio's number one show for esports and competition. Checkpoint XP Radio. A Beasley esports product. Welcome to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. You're listening to Robbie Landis, Weird Beard, and the guy who was just recently given the title of Mr. 20 Seconds, me. James Campbell. Okay, uh, <laughs> Wait, yeah. hold on. Yeah. There's a lot of questions suddenly. Well, so what's the okay. question? The number one question. Well, is it positive or negative? It's positive. Okay, okay. Then you're fine. I'm doing my part <laughs> to make sure my home state gets a grade A in social distancing during this coronavirus situation. Uh, what do you think? What do you think oh, it was about? Okay, he's oh, washing his I gotcha. hands. Wash your hands for yeah. 20 seconds. All right, no, get your heads enough. out of Good the job. gutter, guys. Good job. <laughs> Appreciate that. Thank you. Which gamer raised over $13,000 for charity? We'll talk about that coming up in a bit because we have some crazy rumors about everybody's favorite plumber, Mario, and what could be down the pipeline for the 35th anniversary of Super Mario Brothers. Robbie, what have you got for us? That's right. It looks like it's about to be the year of Mario. Now, I need, to, I need to preface this by saying that these are all currently rumors and leaks, but sources within the gaming industry. So none of this has been confirmed. Not confirmed okay. yet, but I mean, every major... You know, institute within gaming, uh, uh, Eurogamer, Gamatsu, they're already talking about it, so it's probably coming. But sources have basically said that Nintendo is looking to remaster just about every Mario game ever wow. over the next year. And there are also some brand new sort of main title Mario games that could be in the works as well, including the next Paper Mario. Paper Mario, baby. Paper Mario, sweet. Uh, uh, another Mario Sunshine, I think, is another one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one that I'm most looking forward to, if this is real... Well, First of all, that's a lot of Mario games. Correct. All right, between like the beginning, you know, the NES and and up through the Wii U. Uh, but the one that I'm most looking forward to, if it's for real, is a high definition remaster of Super Mario 64, the best yes. Mario game of all time, outside of maybe Super Mario Brothers 3. Come on, what about Mario Brothers 2? Why does everybody got to hate on Mario Brothers 2? It's what? not even. That's I know, it's absolute not real. Game. It's not even part of the, no. the story. I don't care. It's still what? one of my favorites to play. Why? Uh, because Why? you've got to choose between all those different Mario characters. The princess floats. Toad is super strong and tough. And you throw turnips at people. It was fun. It's one of the funnest Mario games I've played growing up. I mean, I've got Look, some nostalgia feels. It's, it's not a bad game, game so. by any stretch, right? But it is the redheaded stepchild. And I get it. Of I get the Mario that, games. Okay? It's always going to be near and dear to my heart. I think it's yeah. going to be really interesting to see, um, you know, like... Is this going to reignite another mascot kind of war? Because it shows that Nintendo's... Listen, Nintendo's... When was the last mascot war? But that's what I'm saying. Nintendo is reinvesting, I think, in Mario right before the PS5 and the new Xbox launch. Oh, Oh, okay. No. I think they've got to do something to try to... Weird beard. Beard. Mr. Beard. Beardo. (laughs) All right? You got a lot of names now. You're stretching it, man. Because first of all, the last time there was a mascot war was between Crash Bandicoot and Mario. And guess what? That was like 15 years ago. Not only was that 15 years ago, that wasn't even a war. All right. Mario dunked on Crash. I'm sorry, Crash. I know you have to listen somewhere, but that was no contest. Mario survived that, and there has never been another mascot battle, war, throwdown, whatever, since then. So... War? No. Mario is the one. Mario is the gaming mascot, and no one's going to come close to it. 
period. He is just reasserting his dominance right now. All right, I, I can see that. I just think it's really it's really funny that Nintendo's essentially dropping this as a preeminent strike against, you know, the PS5 and Xbox. Now, that's what it is, but I don't know that they even see it that way. Because They've got to. No, Nintendo, I don't think, has ever saw themselves as competitors to Microsoft and Sony. Because Microsoft and Sony, they're always the ones button heads, right? PlayStation or Xbox. Because I think as gamers, usually people own a PlayStation or an Xbox. True, but I do think that this is a way of Nintendo throwing their hat in the ring to be like, hey, sure. we got all, these big, all this big news about the PS5, the new Xbox, but don't forget about us. We're still here. We have all this great stuff coming down the work, so they're not forgotten about. I mean, you have to understand, like, during this entire quarantine situation across the country, most places, Nintendo Switches are sold out. It's been the top-selling console for quite a while now, and I, th- I think it's uh, it just shows, like, they're, they're gearing up. I think somebody smells blood in the water well, somewhere. Well, a lot of people were also, I think, hoping that after the Switch Lite had came out that they would also then be planning out, like, a Switch Pro that, you know, had a little bit more battery power, some more memory to it, you know, it was a little bit more heftier. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we know that in a conference call or some sort of earnings call earlier this year, they said there's no plans for it. But dropping this much Mario content, you know, whether it's this year or even going into 2021, I think you're right, it's about as close as they're going to get to finding a way to contend with you know, the new console generation that's coming out. Alright, can't wait to see what's in store for the Super Mario 35th anniversary. We'll be sure to keep you up to date as more news leaks. But now, it's time for our Close Shave of the Week. Time is up! Oh my god! Checkpoint XP's Close Shave. Watch it at CheckpointXP.com G2 and FaZe Clan squared off earlier this week in ESL Counter-Strike Season 11 action, although G2 eventually took the series 2-1 to one, they lost the second map on Dust, not in small part due to this huge clutch from Cold Zera and this one versus three ace using his trusty Desert Eagle. Nice. Nexa tries to swing out from Goose Ooh. and Cold with his Eagle Uh-oh. looking for a little bit more. Now down to the 1v3. This is made scary oh by Cold Zera. He's brought down two. Oh now in God. with another. Kenny and Amanek, the two players that oh. survive. Cold Zera on for the ace and it's only Amadeus gets it phase at 11th round and my word what a deagle play all right congrats to cold zero taking that one versus three with his new sidekick his trusty desert eagle never miss anything again no way stay on top of your game by heading to checkpointxp.com to get in the game you're listening to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. A new Nintendo Direct Mini was put out recently that dropped some big news about games coming to the Switch. Robbie, you have some more news for us? That's right. So this right here, this is all confirmed. This is definitely happening. Concrete it's stuff here. Uh, but a bunch of really cool things coming to the N- Nintendo Switch. Uh, the first of all, uh, first of which is Bravely Default. This is an old school feeling sort of JRPG. You know, if you're used to like the Final Fantasies of old, you know, back to like five and six. That's what you're getting out of this. It's actually a very classic throwback to it. Uh, the Can original. I ask a question, real quick. Yeah, of course. What is the difference between a JRPG and just an RPG? <laughs> Not to sound like a noob. Classy question, though. Yes. Uh, so an RPG is any role-playing game. A JRPG is a Japanese role-playing game. That's oh, okay. so like a Final Fantasy, where it's more in like the, it's got like anime feels. Yeah, and that's vibes a JRPG. Well, the, the anime thing is something new that, that, that I think sort of modern-day JRPGs start to embrace more. Yeah. But. Uh, Japanese role-playing games in general tend to have a heavier focus on, like, the grind and, like, leveling stuff up and just fighting monsters over and over and over 
again. Yes. <laughs> Misery. Yes. And no, maybe. accomplishments. Uh, accomplishments. But okay. you could also say a game like Fallout is an RPG yeah. because you're role-playing somebody yes. or a mm-hmm. character. But it would not be a JRPG. Correct. Correct. Okay. Yep. Uh, Thank you. Other, other big announcements. Uh, who remembers Pod Racing from Star Wars Episode One? N64, baby. And who played it on the N64? That's right. It's coming to the Switch. Well, I, I hated it in the first movie when no. I got put All out. Right. Well, and I the never no, paid yes. attention to yes. the game because the, of the movie. No, the movie itself. Terrible podcasting, podcasting or podcasting is great. Pod racing, (laughs) terrible. Different kind of pod. But the one good thing that that movie, that franchise brought us was in the actual game itself. It was actually really cool. It was cool, really fun. It was great. What kind of a racing game could you relate it? Wave racer, wave racer. Yes, so it's like jet ski one. Yes, so it's like it's a jet ski game because there's like there's speed up boost points and like you know it's just like characters like you hated people and you really had to know the maps. Yeah, it's, it's like Wave yeah. Racer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, other big news, too. Bioshock, Borderlands, and XCOM bundles are all coming to the Nintendo Switch. These are huge franchises to be getting on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, at this point, James, once we get you a Switch, you will have no excuse not to play these games. Okay. So have these games never been released on an, like a Nintendo console before? Correct. Correct. Wow. Yeah. Man, that is big mm-hmm. news. Um, like there's, there's a big question, though, that this Nintendo Direct Mini has kind of left with people, though. Um most of these games are announced for the first half of the year. Like, they still have not said anything that's going to be for the, like, usually the big holiday title, right? The Christmas time one is their biggest one of mm-hmm. the year. Um, originally, it was thought to be Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild 2. Um, but they there's no... That's still in development. I yeah. think it's going to be a minute before we see that. Me too, but that's it's interesting because what is Nintendo going to fill that's it with? A, oh, are that's, they, that's a good point. Are they going to do... be their, their Christmas releases? Yeah, they could do Pikmin 4. They could do Metroid Metroid Prime 4, you know, that new I'm, Paper I'm gonna, Mario I'm gonna, game. I'm going to put one out there. This is the crazy one I'm going to put out there, right? Because they've been working on another thing that they talked about, uh, the Pokemon Sword and Shield expansion pass, which is something Ooh. they've never done with Pokemon before, but you know it, it's, it's perfect now for the Switch. I think we're going to get uh, whatever the sequel or whatever the next Pokemon game is going to be. I think we're going to get that announced for Christmas time this year. I think holidays, we're going to get like Sword and Shield 2 or something like that. What about Animal Crossing? Obviously, it's huge. It's blowing up right now. Could you see? Because this is the first, you know, it's technically the sequel. We haven't had another one since, since yeah, the GameCube. Yeah, what was the first one? That, oh, sorry, the yeah. first one came out on GameCube. Yeah, so it was a while ago. Do you see, like, expansion-y type stuff coming out for Animal Crossing? Oh, yeah. The, I think Animal Crossing. Like, new so, Islands? Yes. Yeah, so, James, have Ooh. you heard anything about this new Animal Crossing here? Uh, it's taken over all my social media. Yes. But what I've learned from it is that you can poop in it. You, ha- you can. You poop in oh, it. James. <laughs> 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 My first thing to do is to poop. I think the biggest thing is that you can go and visit your friend's islands in the That's actually one. really cool. But in multiple people, like I've seen like like games where like seven or eight people are like having like a barbecue in this game with each other, which is great considering that everyone has to stay in home right now. It's a yes. great way to be able to, you know, catch up with people. So hang out with your friends, yeah. but also still also obey social and, distancing rules. And the best part is you can play out like basically the most insane, unrealistic fantasy in life right now, and that's paying off multiple home loans. And the, yeah, really. <laughs> so, wait, though, though most people play the game to escape some of life's like 
Yes. Pains in the butt. Yes. But so you play the game to still experience one of life's biggest pains in the butt. No, because you can actually pay it off. I've paid off three home loans already. Three wow. of them, James. Well, you're like an Animal Crossing <laughs> billionaire over here. Yeah. Do, do you have a couple bells I could borrow? Uh, I do not. No. You go earn your own bells. Okay. I want to know what Robbie's doing to earn all these bells. Mm. My girlfriend's paid off like five home loans What's already. She doing? Yeah. <laughs> Whose bells are she ringing, ringing over there? But ahead next, Weird Beard is back from quarantine. If you were with us last week, you know Weird Beard was not here. Here. He was locked up in quarantine. We had producer Callie filling in, but he's back. How did his time in lockup go? We'll find out in a bit. But first, is your family driving you nuts during the shelter-in-place order? Are your kids arguing over video game controllers? Well, we have a fun suggestion for something you can all play together. We'll talk about that next on Checkpoint XP. Stop blowing my mind! We're rolling with continuous esports on the only show for esports and video games. This is going to be absolute madness around No need for extra tokens. We've got the hookup. Checkpoint XP. Checkpoint XP with James, Robbie, and Weird Beard. Broadcasting from the Beasley Media Studios. Esports and video games live here. Oh my gosh! Checkpoint XP. Welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and video games. I'm James Campbell, and along with me is Weird Beard, as well as Checkpoint XP's aspiring Animal Crossing Taylor. Robbie Landis. Oh, you saw that over the weekend, I did, did you? did, yeah. Yeah, I uh, made myself my own. Uh, uh, it was actually uh, Dante from the Houston Outlaws, uh, who's one of my favorite Overwatch players. It was his birthday uh, over the past few weeks. And so in Animal Crossing, I made his his jersey. I made myself an N7 t-shirt for Mass Effect. And I'm working on a really cool like uh, uh, Captain Marvel hoodie, but it's really hard to get some of the colors nailed down there. But... Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's actually it's, it's it's a lot of fun. More fun than I thought I'd be having with it. Are you gonna leave radio to go become a seamstress somewhere? Yeah. Well, uh, no money has been coming in. I mean, I mean, I make I make some bells on the side, the currency for Animal Crossing, but that right. ain't, that ain't paying the real bills, so probably not. Robbie Landis, digital seamstress. Great. <laughs> Is your family driving you nuts during the shelter-in-place order? You got your kids arguing over controllers. Maybe you're, maybe you're trying to get them kind of away from the video games and also still involved in kind of doing things that stimulate their mind in a positive way. We have a couple members of the Checkpoint XP crew that are avid Dungeons & Dragons players, producer Callie and Robbie. Mm-hmm. They have a great suggestion for you people looking for another alternative to keep your kids busy during the shelter-in-place order. You know, over the past year or so, Dungeons and Dragons and, and tabletop role playing games in general have tend to you know have been on the rise. Yeah. Uh, in, in fact, there have been a few of the books that uh, the New York Times bestsellers list has like highlighted a few times. And I've noticed now as well, especially during this time of self isolation, a lot of people who maybe have had a passing interest in it, or even those who don't, are starting to try it out, especially with their families right now. And starting to realize this is actually a great way to sort of get your family together. It, it's basically the return of, like, family game night. Yeah, except way better than family game <laughs> night ever was. I don't know if you remember playing Monopoly with your parents, but I thought it was terrible. Uh, no, I, I think uh, it kind of started with, like, Stranger Things a few years ago. You're which, right. That also helped as well. Which gave, like, a, a nice, uh, a much needed, like, portrayal of Dungeons & Dragons in a healthy way that wasn't just like, oh, my God, they're worshipping Satan or something in the basement. From, like, what, the 80s? Whenever yeah, that was. I remember yeah. when, that, when Stranger Things came out, that's when you started hearing about a lot of the different celebrities that play it. Like, that's right. Uh, uh, Critical Role is one of the big ones. It's, it's basically a live-streamed version each week of a bunch of really famous voice actors that get together and play it. And that's actually one of the ones that I sort of latched on and that got me back into playing and uh, and dungeon mastering. Oh, and I'm glad you guys are talking about this because I, I got to say one of the the things that is toughest about the the quarantine thing is finding like really good like. 
creative outlets that you can do with other people, right? It's easy to like sit. Maybe you want to write something, or maybe you want to draw something if you if you uh, have the talents for that. But if you want to find something to do with other people, like anything right now, it's kind of a pain. And I, I think Dungeons & Dragons is, like, what's getting our household through this right now. We're all playing uh, Dungeons & Dragons right now. Saved and by D&D. Yeah. Of all things, right, to, yeah. to have save you. But it's it's nice to kind of get that kind of mental stimulation where it, it's something that's not just looking at the screen. Because as much as a, a gamer as I am and as avid a Netflix person and any other kind of streamed content I'm into... Boy, it feels good to look away from the screen every now and then. Well, and it was so many kids being stuck at home now too. And I and you know, I know there are some parents who are trying to do like their own sort of uh, you know at home studies or, or homeschooling type stuff to keep some semblance of uh, of a routine going. You know, something like Dungeons and Dragons has everything that you need. There's math involved in it. There's reading, problem solving. You know, social skills and dynamics. There's a lot of uh, schools over the past few years that have started to adapt. You know, after school programs of being able to play Dungeons and Dragons. And it's something that even like, you know, introverted kids or, you know, uh, uh, those with social disorders are finding great use out of and finding that they're able to sort of break out of their shell and engage a lot more with people through stuff like this. Now, is this because they're acting more so as like a character within a story so that they can is, act out as yeah, a character? Yeah, exactly. That, that's part of it. You know, what? I, and one of my favorite stories actually was one that I had read where um, there was a student who English was their second language, right? And Spanish was, was their main language that, that they could speak a lot more fluently. And they'd actually worked into the game that as an elf, Spanish was elvish. So they would speak, you know, in Spanish. And one of the other uh, students who spoke Spanish and English would help translate for them. So it was an interesting way to take a real-world dynamic and also adapt it into a fantasy setting so that it made perfect sense. Rick, James, have either of you ever played D&D before? Yes. Um, I have played it, but not like legitimate, like we got an actual dungeon master like Robbie or mm-hmm. something like Someone like really that. helping you tell a story. Yeah, it was like stuff. an older brother who was like a stoner who was like, hey, you guys <laughs> want to talk about wizards and go on a quest and stuff. We're like, yeah, sure, let's do that, you know, we'll roll some dice and... We got a piece of paper out, wrote a cool nickname. I was always mm-hmm. like Night Stalker or... Not bad, not Hollow bad. Raven. Yeah. I had a uh, cool, like, assassin names. Yeah, Rick, your your girlfriend has actually been doing, like, home lessons in, in like, biology and stuff with your yes. daughter. Is this something that you would consider, like, you know, doing, like, like an hour a day or, or maybe, you know, once a week having, like, a D&D session? Uh, you're going to make me sound like such an... Um, no, oh, you're right because it's fun, and, and your daughter can't have fun. There's no, no fun at the Weird Beard household, guys. She can There's have no fun. fun. It's just this just is, not with you around. No, this is a game that requires a lot of concentration. Like well, you, she, you would she's be surprised. A, she's a little butterfly. She will be flitting in and out, and I would hate for that to be like, all right, roll a d20, and she's like, okay, but I want to be a unicorn now, and you're like, no, that's not how the game works, <laughs> and then she's like. Well, I cast Magic Missile, and you're like, you don't even have that spell. Like, I just, I can already tell it would be. I feel like he's played Dungeons with his daughter before already. It so, sounds like it. So yeah. Bailey's going to have to be a changeling. Like, that's the only way that this is going to work. But that doesn't affect what spells. No, you know, I can kind of see what you're talking about here. But as the de facto Dungeon Master, which I think you'd have to be. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's up to you to keep them engaged, right? If, if they're wandering off and, and, they're, and their, you know, attention's being split, that's on you. That's your fault. I'm bad at this, and I yes. haven't even started yet. <laughs> My question is, how easy is it to get into Dungeons & Dragons? Yeah, you, know, you need a dungeon master, sure, right? Sure, sure. Uh, I mean, honestly, it's something that, that I've seen people play even just sort of like with two people. You're right. Someone does need to be a dungeon master, then you need at least one player. Uh, there are a few resources you can look into. Um, the first thing that I would recommend to sort of get a, a, a hold 
on sort of what exactly it is. Because it's hard to visualize even when we talk about exactly how this plays out. There are a bunch of different shows you can check out to see people sort of doing it in what I would call a professional setting. Mm-hmm. But, you know, not everyone's is going to play out quite that way. But, uh, again, I mentioned Critical Role. Uh, D20 Games is another great one. Uh, the Dungeon Run. And these are basically people that, you know, once a week they get together and they live stream or they turn it into a podcast. And it's just collective storytelling, right? But once you sort of, sort of watch those and get an idea of what it looks like, uh, the things that you would need is a Dungeon Master's Guide and a Player's Handbook. Those are like the two basic things that you need. And you can even buy those digitally online, so you don't have to worry about going out to stores and picking them up. Great resource that I recommend is D&D Beyond. It's basically everything that you need in like a sort of digital compendium. Awesome. Sounds great. Well, that... That is definitely an interesting way to get your kids' minds kind of expanded, tickle the imagination a little bit. Tickle the imagination. Yeah, going to tickle the imagination. Yeah, I like that. And to keep them occupied and out of, actually, you're all playing together. So it's a good way to to bond as a family. Check it out and let us know how your experience with playing Dungeons & Dragons is gone. Shoot us a tweet on Twitter at CheckpointXP. Right now, it's time for this week's Nailed It and Failed It. From the high highs. An absolute monster. To the low lows. Who nailed it and who failed it on Checkpoint XP Radio. We're going to start with nailing it. One Shot Girl raises $13,472 for Gamers Outreach and then herself donates five grand. They're a really cool charity and thank you so much. $8,402 going to Gamers Outreach and I am making a $5,000 donation tonight after my stream. So I have been saving up so I could do something like this. And uh, I, I seriously just appreciate you guys so much. For the kids, natural. For the kids. So, so this week's Nailed It goes out to streaming star One Shot Girl. She's mostly known for her Fortnite content. And during the COVID-19 crisis, she held a charity stream to benefit Gamers Outreach. She was actually able to raise $13,472. And then on top of that, donated $5,000 herself. So One Shot Girl definitely nailed it this week. Checkpoint XP, your home for competition. Online at CheckpointXP.com. You listen to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. We got some news. Horizon Dawn is going to be a comic book coming soon. Horizon Zero Dawn, that's right, which is actually one of my favorite games released within the past, uh, probably, uh, I think, th- three years ago it was. Uh, James, this actually might be something you could get behind. Uh, you are essentially, you walk around with like a bow and arrow, and it's like, you know, sort of, uh, um, it's post-apocalyptic. So okay. society's collapsed in on itself, and, uh, you know, there's tribes and stuff around. But then there are robot dinosaurs and, like, what? giant cats. And, like, basically nature yeah. has, like, somehow merged with technology. And it's just, like, it's part of nature now. And so you get to take down, like, giant robotic T-Rexes. I knew robots were definitely into right? bestiality. <laughs> right? I knew but they had to the be thing. into that. When this game first came out, when people first saw trailers, they were like, robot dinosaurs. And, like, everyone just wrote it off. This was one of the best games that came out well, this robot year. Robot dinosaurs, Transformers has a whole line Thank of you. toys that are robot dinosaurs. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, so, so now we, you know, we have uh, uh, this this news that basically, you know, they're going to start expanding the world and the story through comics, which I think is is a great avenue for certain games. But I wanted to get your guys's, you know, kind of opinions on this. What games or game worlds would you like to know more about or be able to sort of explore more through something like a comic series? Wow, that's actually a crazy uh, thought, and I've, I never really sat you know, down much. I'm so, like, so something like Realm Royale, which doesn't actually have a narrative or a story, but has characters in it, yeah, I Yeah, I would love to know. That's 
That, yes. What does that world you just look like? Gave me my answer. <laughs> His mind is freaking blown right now. I'm like, well, the warrior. You know, what could? What's the warrior's backstory? Yeah. What do they do what's when they're doing? not realm you know? royaling or yeah. whatever you call it? I yeah. Don't know. <laughs> when they're not ruling the realm and you know mm-hmm. turning people into chickens and then popping them into a. Uh, other abilities to help you win against other opponents. Yeah, I don't really want. I don't think I want to know Weirdbeard's story because he plays a lot of really bad games. I but, do play bad games, ugh. but I would like to do a comic series of something grounded. Like I would want like a dark, like a Max Payne type. You know? Okay, you know that's actually cool. A, a game that sort of you know d- hasn't really found a lot of success more recently, and instead of trying to come out or reboot it, yeah, you'd rather just see it continued. Through comic series. Yeah, because sometimes it's like it's like the Matrix. You can't remake a Matrix movie in 2020 mm-hmm. because the effects have been done. It's not mind blowing. Yeah, anymore. and not everyone can be a God of War four that comes back and redefines the entire genre. Basically. Exactly. So don't do it. Just stay as a, <laughs> stay as a comic book. I'll like the property and mm-hmm. be totally cool with it. All right. What games would you like to see turned into comics? Let us know on social media. You can find us uh, on Twitter at Checkpoint XP. Coming up, a video game retailer is in the news yet again. Oh God! For more bad reasons. We'll let you know what's going on in a bit. But first, Weird Beard, like we said earlier, is back from quarantine. What kind of shenanigans went on in his house? We're going to find out next when we return on Checkpoint XP. Stop blowing my mind! We're rolling with continuous esports on the only show for esports and video games. This is going to be absolute madness around you! No need for extra tokens. We've got the hookup. Checkpoint XP. Welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and video games. You're hanging with me, James Campbell, as well as Robbie Landis, and one half of the father-daughter Just Dance Coronavirus Home Quarantine <laughs> Champs, Weird Beard. The worst part about that is my kid uses Just Dance as a like as a jukebox, so she'll just listen to a song until you yell at her, and then she'll be like, fine, I'll dance it, and then she won't <laughs> dance it still, so you you have to dance it with her to stop listening to that same song. So over the and only over. way to stop the torture is to do the dance. Yeah, it's, it's definitely like a horrible, horrible negotiating tactic, but it wins every time. We we should have a lot more stuff like that, though. Uh, uh, to know what James is talking about, you know, make sure that you're following us on social media, Checkpoint XP on Facebook and Twitter, Checkpoint underscore XP on Instagram. Uh, uh, his girlfriend actually has has uh, uh, promised me that she would send me more sort of, uh, you know, incognito videos like that for us to use on social media. Perfect. So if you want to see what goes on in the Weird Beard household, make sure you're following us. We have a mole inside the house. <laughs> All right, so last week, if you were with us, Weird Beard was not able to make it in. He uh, kind of came into contact with somebody who kind of came into contact with somebody with the coronavirus. So um, to be safe, he was put on uh, quarantine. But he's back with us this week. We're sure a lot of shenanigans have gone down in the home. But now it's time for Tales of the Weird Beard. So it's it's been... It's been hard. Oh, no. I have a loving, significant other and, and an energetic child at home, both who love and rely on me. It's so hard. Boo-hoo. You know what? Normally, you'd expect me to come on here and complain about the kid more. Hell no. Uh-oh. Like, oh, no. I, I have... We've made so we've made some bad choices. And <laughs> one of them happens to be my girlfriend quitting smoking ah, while we well, do that's this. A good what choice. do you mean bad? Yeah, that's yeah. a good choice. You should be supporting choice. her let in me, that endeavor. Let, I absolutely try to support her, but I will tell you, we had a knockdown drag out fight at three AM the other day. Oh. One at one point where I'm laying in bed. And I'm getting screamed at saying, I would rather die than never smoke a cigarette again. <laughs> well, then let her have a one smoke. What did you? Yeah, she just had to go cold yeah. turkey. But this is how, okay, I cannot t- 
tell this woman how to quit. I can just go, what can I do to help you? What can I do sure. to help you? Okay. And she she's one of those people to where she puts herself in the worst possible situation while trying to do something and then goes, see, I, it's just it's impossible. You can't do it. I don't know how to like possibly do this. Like I even went out and uh, before I got quarantined, I had bought close to $150. Ooh. of Nicorette and the patches and I got every option available because I did not want to have it be told to me hey there's just no I I, I can't chew the gum sorry if we had patches so I, <laughs> I you make sure you were wow, covered on all yeah. the bases <laughs> okay. do you even get like a prescription drug that might cause her to want to jump off a building or not sleep at night Chantrix we've tried that okay. and we're waiting on it but it's been so not only is she quitting smoking and then the kid has decided that she doesn't like doing schoolwork anymore and that's always fun um, time just moves slowly. It's a construct. Yeah, yeah, it's not real. Like, what are we doing? What is humanity even like? Because I don't, I just crawled out of literally sitting in a room for two weeks. And th- you guys are the first human beings I've talked to. It's It's been, it's been chaos. It's we been tell, chaos. Just by the look of your hair. <laughs> I feel so yeah. like, I feel like I was just released from a prison somewhere. Have you, have you thought about gamifying it for her in some way? Like, you know, f- figuring out some way to like reward her if she goes like Ooh, a full day without smoking suggestion. anything. That way she has something to look forward like to. Like a treat. Yeah, yeah because, I mean, <laughs> I don't want to like make it like she's a pet, but, <laughs> like, but, but look, yeah. she's, she's giving up something. Girl. She's giving up something that she relies on, yeah. right? So, and, 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 and this idea of what she gets out out of it is just being healthy but like what it, what is that really like when do you get that it's it's like some obscure thing that that you don't actually really get to have yeah you know? like I mean, give her I mean, a back rub you know when she goes a whole day without a smoke <laughs> obviously give her a back rub or a foot rub right now you can't like take her out to dinner or anything like that yeah. again because of the the, yeah. the the isolation and the quarantine and stuff but i mean is that something that, that, that you've thought about doing instead of just yelling at her at 3 a.m i don't yell it's it, it was it was one you of those just said you had a knock the, yeah, down believe he drag yell. out fight yeah. here's the way and then he's like but i don't yell i did it no i did it every time she was she was on you know sometimes when like your significant other just wants to pick a fight. So you could even nope. just be like, hey, peanut butter goes with jelly. And she'd be like, are you stupid? And it's that's how it turned into because I came down and I fixed the sink that she'd been complaining about for weeks. I fixed okay. it. Okay. And, and she goes, hold on. Did you have to do that right uh, now? Uh, wait, wait. Was this at the 3 a.m. argument? Were you fixing the sink at like 2 o'clock in the morning? She was doing dishes at 3 a.m. like a crazy person. Oh you you expect me to believe that you finally did something that she asked you to do that you'd probably yes. been putting off for weeks, if yes. not months. Yes. And then when you finally did it she had a problem i feel like we're only getting half the story yeah here. well we are we're only getting okay the weird beard side of the story okay all right not exactly how we thought weird beards quarantine is gonna go but hopefully he'll help his girlfriend reach those health goals she's got set for herself all right much like weird beards girlfriend trying to quit smoking i'm sure a lot of people have tried to quit things before whether they did it successfully or not i know i for one have quit smoking probably oh. three or four times oh I pick it up and I put it down. I pick it up and I put it down. But I finally, I, I would like to say, I'm completely smoke free. I've been hey! smoke free. Thank you. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. James. Definitely been smoke free. Probably, I'd say, getting close to a year now. Okay. I mean, how how so. how difficult was it for you? And, oh. and, and like, did did you try different, uh, uh, you know, avenues like 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 what Weird Beard's trying with his girlfriend? Kind of. So w- my game plan was, I'm gonna switch to a healthier smoke. Vaping. So I switched brands, oh. and then I went to vaping. So it was it was like a, it was a gradual process. Yes, and then uh, I went to just I realized I was smoking the most in my car. Ah. I was like, how many cigarettes can I smoke in my car from point A to point B? I'm going to smoke as many as I possibly can. <laughs> 
like a race, like you're just yeah, against like, yourself. Trying <laughs> to set a new Dude, record each time. Like, smoking is one of those weird habits. I know people are like, oh, you don't look cool when you do it. I could not feel cooler <laughs> than when I'm smoking. And I don't know why that is. I, I For whatever reason, I enjoy it, but I just know it's so bad for me. And I finally, I got the motivation to quit from John Cena. Really? John Cena. Because I, I, the way he lives his life, every single minute of his life, he has kind of planned out to do something worthwhile. Like, he doesn't have any time where he just sits on the couch mindlessly, like, doing nothing. Yeah. Like, he goes and does stuff. So when he has a free time, he goes and learns a Mandarin, or he goes and he works out, or he goes and he does something. He always, like, has a goal that he's aiming yes. for. Then I pictured John Cena telling me that I have no discipline and ridiculing me. And every time I think about having a cigarette, I know it's the weirdest thing you guys. No, 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 no! I'm, I'm such totally a weirdo. Into it. This is great. But like, this is the only way I could get. I, I could do it because I was like, "How does John Cena? What would John Cena think?" Exactly. I was like, "What would John Cena do?" And I would. T- and I tell people this, and they look at me like I'm such a nut job, and I get it. I mean, you are, but it's yeah. still great, and it, like, it works, right? But that's how I. Oh, that's how I've done it. I haven't. I haven't smoked in almost a year. Wow. Just going on the John Cena thing. You hear All that, right. John Cena? I wish we could get John Cena on the phone well, right you, now. Well, you can't see him. Maybe we could talk to him. That'd be great. If you could see him <laughs> in person, and you could uh, you know, uh, congratulate me. You know, but it, you it, had some struggles quitting. Well, too, uh, the only thing that I ever tried to quit uh, was caffeine in 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 pop soda pop. Right. I drink a lot, a lot. of... Of, of, of sugar and there's one time where I was kind of on a health kick I was trying to you know uh, you know work out and just you know yeah. b- promote healthier living and and I had gone probably six seven months without any sort of pop or sugar wow, in, in any way uh. and I was also working out at the time as well and I didn't notice any like weight loss or anything like I wasn't noticing much of a change at all. Like you were so, still going like plateauing. Yeah, yeah, or, or or something. I mean, maybe I didn't change enough of my diet, but you know, you know, I I I'd mentioned you know with your girlfriend, like like she doesn't have anything that she can work towards except like this idea of what's healthy, and so mm-hmm. that's kind of what I fell into. Is I'm like, what am I really doing then? Why am I giving up delicious, refreshing, iced cold Coca Cola yeah. if it's not actually changing anything? So I went back to drinking it. What have you tried to quit? Did you find success in it? Let us know on social media. You can find us on Twitter at CheckpointXP. Coming up, GameStop is making news yet again, and not for good reasons. What's going on with them this time? We'll find out next on Checkpoint XP. Hey, this is Callie with the Checkpoint XP Save the Date calendar, letting you know about the latest esports competitions to look forward to in the coming weeks. Since COVID-19 has wrought havoc on the esports scene, I'll be letting you know what's being played and what's been canceled. Starting in the Overwatch League, there will be no homestands for the foreseeable future. All matches will be played online. Turning our attention to the spring split of the League of Legends LCS, matches are once again being played online. The spring split finals are planned to be held at the LCS studios, and Monday Night League has been suspended until further notice. The Capcom Pro Tour has canceled their stop in Brussels this month, with the next scheduled event being Armor Break on April 25th in Toronto. April 18th was supposed to play host to the Mix-Up in Lyon, France. However, that event has been postponed until July 18th. May should have played host to DreamHack Dallas. However, that event has now been moved to August 14th through the 16th, shortly after the rescheduled DreamHack Summer. That's it for the Checkpoint XP Save the Date calendar. And remember, for all the latest in the world of esports, check out our website. You can find that over at CheckpointXP.com. Get in the game. What are we witnessing? The number one esports and video game radio show. Checkpoint XP, where gaming lives. All right, welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. You've got me, James Campbell. Along with Weird Beard and the host of Checkpoint XP's Overwatch and Overwatch League dedicated show, The Owl's Nest, Robbie Landis. 
Are you happy to finally get some action to talk about? Oh, tell me about it. That's all I did all weekend long. Like there were even uh, uh, three and five a.m. matches that were going down that the Chinese teams wow. you know, were, were, were playing over on their side. Uh, didn't stay up to watch them, but when I woke up, I was watching those on VODs on one screen and watching the current match that was going like on the other one. Just had one muted at, at any one time. So yeah, it's nice that Overwatch is finally back. Are you ready for the uh, if they ever develop like an Overwatch themed red zone? You know where they have all the games on the screen. Oh, at the same time. I, I don't know if I can go that. quite quite that far, but what I have been waiting for is for Blizzard to release their release their like official like Overwatch fantasy you know like draft type system. There's a lot of like you know independent ones out there, but uh, they don't really feel feel good enough, you know. So I I need me some fantasy Overwatch in my life, dude. You're addicted <laughs> a little bit. He's definitely addicted. If you're addicted too, make sure you check out the Owl's Nest at CheckpointXP.com. Now, GameStop is making the news yet again for more bad reasons. What's going on with them now? Robbie. Yeah, so, uh, you know, last week we had talked uh, a little bit about some of the uh, bad press they've been getting, but they had, you know, actually decided, uh, you know, as a company-wide to to finally shut their stores down. Uh, Some bad news coming through is that apparently 300 of those stores will stay closed permanently uh just the latest in in all the cuts that they're having to make to to try and stay viable in some way shape or form but on top of that uh the boston globe is reporting that uh uh some in the company i believe it was a district uh um uh leader had basically given new sort of rules to some stores in their district in order to stay open uh, and they basically instructed the employees that, uh, first of all, they could, customers could do curbside pickup, right? They could order online and then come in and pick it up to where you seal the bag and you hand it out the door, basically. But no one's allowed to come inside. This is where it gets weird. They were also allowing customers curbside shopping to where you could come up and tell them what you wanted. And they were then instructed to tape one of the GameStop plastic bags to their hand. Pull it inside out so it's, it's working as like a glove, basically. Okay. You open up the door just enough to reach your arm out to take their credit or their debit card. Then you go inside, you scan it, you ring up their order, you put the stuff in the bag, and then take it off your arm and seal it up, and then push it back out the door. And if they did that, they were allowed to remain open. Not by the state standard. The government's saying, close down, you're not essential, stay closed down. But apparently some GameStops are doing this in order to stay open. I think the the biggest thing that you kind of took from or when I took what I took from it was that they knew that if they closed the stores that was it. They're not done. Yeah, they're not reopening. So like Yeah, like I get everybody ragging on them for still staying open, but I think they just know that like hey, we're going to try to keep these people employed for as long as possible because once they close, they're done. They're not they're not reopening. Those jobs are gone. That's it. And the bigger thing, too, is, like, we're now going to see with so many, like, digital releases being pushed out with so many people having to buy games digitally, possibly for the first time. How many customers are they really losing, like, in future customer sense? How many are they losing forever? Well, well, first of all, it's not just about the games. You know, GameStop has been trying to sort of pivot you know what their sort of role in the market is for a while but i think the reason because i'm like what well, just just end it 
Like, just just find a way, declare bankruptcy, do whatever it is that corporations do to save their money and screw the little guy. Just get it over with. But I think the reason they're holding off is because we're so close to this next console generation. And I think a lot of the, a lot of them believe that, you know, the PS5 and the Xbox Series uh, One X S version, not whatever that whatever it is. Yeah. I think that they're hoping or that they truly think that this next console generation will maybe at least give them enough of a bump to help push that transition into you know the the sort of esports lifestyle uh uh you know sort of social gathering space is that that they want the future of the store to be i yeah i think like james when was the last time you went in and bought a physical game oh me oh man uh, I buy I buy physical games all the time. I'm trying to think of the last physical game that I actually bought because I was like, you know what? I, I'm going to buy that. I think it's Outer Worlds. I, I actually, when, uh, 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 when I can, obviously with the quarantine, I haven't been able to, but yeah. I always buy physical games when I can because I don't know there, there, there's something about knowing that this is what I own, I'm even though yep. there's nothing on that disc it's and you're proof. still downloading That's the whole game anyway. But it is. Yeah. It's but nice. The, the next question I would have is, are you brand agnostic in the sense of like, Video games are now being sold everywhere. You can go to Walmart and buy a video game if you want to. You know, do, do places like uh, a GameStop that sell only video games is that a, is that a, a place where you have to go now anymore, or are you just people just going to buy video games where they can buy video games? It's weird because I wouldn't consider myself, you know, dedicated or loyal to GameStop, but that is the place that I go when I need to buy one. I've still bought them from Walmart or Myers. But the thing is, even though I still kind of hold that that same sort of negative mentality about, you know, the GameStop of your in my head, I actually do still enjoy going to GameStop since they've pivoted to more, like, merchandise. Oh, yeah, they got great toys. They got cool shirts. things. A lot the of, issue is, yeah. though, is that they're still too expensive. You know, I like the, the Overwatch, Nendoroid, and Figma figures, the ones that you can, like, pose in different ways and other detachable, like, customizable things. Yeah. I love those things. But when you go into GameStop, they are twice as much as they are online like at Amazon even if they're clearanced at GameStop so I love to go in and see all these things that I'd love to buy way too much money though all right so if GameStop can stay afloat a little bit longer maybe get that boost from the new next gen consoles coming out and plus they just brought on Reggie Philome that big the big name guy um, from, from Nintendo from pres uh, a former president of Nintendo America that's yeah, right yeah he really helped uh, Nintendo kind of Kind of spin around a little bit, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. From the, the Wii U to what they're doing now with the Switch. Correct. So do you think there's still a chance that if GameStop survives this, that they'll still be around? Is there anything they can do to still bring people in to, to shop at the stores? Uh, yeah. You know, the, the, there, there, there's a part of me that, that I feel like you look at this and you're like, why, aren't, why haven't you just shut your doors yet, right? But I do think that within the company, I don't think it's a matter of, you know, we just want to get as much money as we can. I think that they really do want to turn around their brand name you know uh there there's uh these new stores that remember uh earlier this year we had saw reports of and sort of designs around yeah where they want to turn into more of like what you see at your local game shop right they want to get people in doing tabletop stuff you know doing tournaments and having like this sort of social setting which obviously right now isn't something that can happen but you know they they, they have to find a way to stay afloat in order to make that transition i think that like 
they wouldn't have brought him on if he was just going to tank. If they, I don't think he would have came on yeah. unless he thought he could change so Somebody's got to have some sort of a, a big, grandiose idea. I think. Yeah, I think they just have to get through. Because when they obviously did it, this is, an, A, not a deal that was cracked over a weekend. Oh, no. Yeah. So, so this has been in the works, I think, with our current COVID situation. Yeah, they probably weren't expecting the whole coronavirus to, yes, to happen. And but that. I don't think it's going to short-circuit what they plan to do. It just may either put it farther out in the future or you know they're gonna have to like closing 300 stores is the thing that's gonna bring them back to being a solvent business you know what actually might end up working out for them if they end up having to close more and more stores and whatever it is that the new GameStop ends up looking like if it really sort of hits off Mm -hmm. and then having it be something that's really rare something you have to travel to get to the sort of limited uh, distribution of it might actually help to sort of skyrocket, they got to find a way better. to make GameStop a destination, like a gamer's yeah, destination. Exactly. Like, what are the what are the one or two things that have to be in it, James, for you to want to go into a GameStop? They better have anything and everything that I'm going to want to purchase at that moment. No calling other stores to see if they have the things and send me the other way. Uh, that and I love when they have systems set up to play. That's such an underrated Dude, little thing. I love it. It's great. It's the best way for me to take a test drive of a game or a new console. Well, and if they and have there's something the like caveat. That. Not because they'll have like a system set up, but you yeah. need to be able to try other games yes. along with it. Any exactly. game I want, That's I need to right. be able to try mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So maybe something like that. Maybe that'll turn around things for GameStop. Who knows? We'll keep you updated on what's going on with GameStop. If they're still going to be in business next week, who knows? But coming up, a huge upset in the esports world last weekend. Which Overwatch team has earned the not-so-honorable title of our Failed It this week? We'll let you know in just a little bit, because Checkpoint XP producer Callie is going to join us again for a fun little game of catchphrase. Which member of the show will walk out of here a winner? Find out next on Checkpoint XP. Checkpoint XP with James, Robbie, and Weirdbeard. Broadcasting from the Beasley Media Studios. Esports and video games live here. Oh my gosh! Checkpoint XP. Live from the Checkpoint XP studios. He's about to pull off the Alamo. He's unbelievable. Nico is on fire. Oh my goodness. How does he do this? On radio's number one show for esports and competition. Checkpoint XP Radio. A Beasley esports product. Welcome back to Checkpoint XP. Your home for esports and gaming. You're listening to Robbie Landis, Weird Beard, and someone who has spent more time this past weekend stuck in a Call of Duty Warzone Easter egg hole on YouTube than he cares to admit. Me. James Campbell. How are you going to rank Warzone? Where is it at? Uh, it's my number two favorite game right now. Whoa, my number whoa. two favorite game. And I got sucked into these YouTube holes watching people show all these Easter eggs. Did you know there's 12 hidden bunkers in there? No. Did you know there's phones that at no. some point you'll be able to use? Did you know that there's computers at some point you'll be able to use? You have been in a rabbit hole. I am wow. so obsessed with the game. I want to know what the story. Like, why are these things, why are these elements in there? I just, what are they going to lead to? I imagine your room just like a cork board with all kinds of newspaper Strings and pictures strings. of video games. <laughs> yes. Charlie Day from Always Sunny. Yeah. Ah. It's My brain is a mess. All right, time for a little fun and games here on Checkpoint XP. We got Checkpoint XP producer Callie joining us for uh, a little game of catchphrase. I'm going to send that over to Rick. Explain the rules. So, catchphrase is a game where we have a list of words. I've got to try to get you, my partner, James, yes. to guess what I am guessing. I can't say the word. Every correct You're one is showing me a whole list point. of words I'm trying to not focus on right now. All right, there one point. Well, Maybe I'm trying, trying to, to give us an advantage. We've got like 45 seconds with a timer. It's going to mm-hmm. be Callie and Robbie versus James and I. Would you guys like to go first? Um, no, we're gonna let you go first, but I want—I want to—I want to make this interesting. I'm gonna throw a little wager in here. I think that the losing team 
has to go home, and they got to diva themselves up, uh, uh, the character from Overwatch, and I need you guys, uh, well, because it's going to be you who's going to lose, but I need you guys to do a diva-style selfie that you're going to put out on social media at Checkpoint XP on Facebook and Twitter. This is the challenge, huh? This is the challenge. Do you he accept? Knows, he knows I'm a noob. He knows I'm going to get a lot of these probably right. No, we're, also, we're getting him so, right. It's also the reason I put you with Rick, because he's terrible at this game. Uh. <laughs> Whenever you guys are ready, I will start the countdown. Because that's what John Cena would do. Uh, all right. Remember, these are video game terms. We don't have to describe them as video game terms, but the answer is a word used in video games. James, are you ready? Uh, as ready as I'm going to be. All right. Three, two, one, go. Um, it's a thing that they use in war. It's the big. Gun. No, it's a big machine. Tank. Yes. Um, oh, the uh, superhero. Not, not uh, skip. Um, okay. So it's the you, you spray it to kill bugs. Bug spray. Yeah, but well, it's a kind of brand. Raid. Yes, okay. Um, oh, so if I'm going to break into your computer, I'm going to be Hack. a... Yes, there Hacker. you go. Um, oh, I'm I'm blanking behind. It's like it's slow. I can't Lagging. play. Yes. Um, oh, uh, my phone is a blank phone. Like, where does <laughs> it go? It, you're able to go around with it. It's blank gaming. You play it on your phone. I... Pass. All right. Um, oh, uh, an order from McDonald's, like a blank number four. Heavy meal. No, it's like, what Super is it? Size. Another the name of all of it? Value. <laughs> a meal? Combo. Oh, combo. Uh, you guys got four. <laughs> all right. We missed uh, Spawn. I skipped that one. Uh, mobile. Mobile. It was oh, what I was okay. trying to get you to guess on that. And combo, we also did not get. Oh, man. That counted on the end. That gets pretty intense, doesn't it? Yeah, because <laughs> as soon as uh, that kicks in, I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Got like three. All right, All right Callie. We, gotta we get ready, one every we nine ready seconds to show them. To yeah. Let's do it. Ready? Oh, my God. Well, three. Okay. So just so everyone oh, understands course. what we have to do, uh, we're gonna. I'm going to give you clues to try and guess the words that are written on this piece of paper. They're, I haven't seen them that before. They're gaming related. They're gaming related. I haven't seen them before. For all I know, Rick gave me a bunch of impossible ones. I don't know. Uh, and uh, yeah, you have to guess as many of them as you can. We got to get five to win Easy. and make them do a diva selfie. Easy. Okay. All right. Ready? Ready. Three, two, one. Uh, when someone keeps respawning and you keep killing them. Spawn camping. Yep. Uh, when someone's being a jerk, you. Uh, block them. Black you don't want to hear them, them anymore. So uh, mute. You, yes. Uh, when you want to beat someone really quick, so you just go over to their base. Uh, uh, pass. Uh, when you level up, you wanna. You need to gain blank points. Experience. Yes. Uh, the final enemy in a level. Boss. Yes. Uh, what? And uh, let's see. Pass on that one. Um, uh, Super Smash Bros. Melee. There's six. Boom. Oh. Gonna go and stop that. We have to run it out. Champion. Like they, they had very easy words. <laughs> much easier words. Is that like frame cancel? Yo, you, <laughs> you were the one who came up with these words. He's over there, like, oh, like they're surprising him. Because <laughs> those are the ones I was supposed to have. Uh, oh, okay. I was supposed to get your list. Kelly, uh, you picked the wrong list. Yeah. Well, next time you can pick who gets which list. I'm well, uh, we'll be looking forward to you guys' diva selfies. Yes. Well, congratulations to Team Robbie and Callie. They won this edition of Catchphrase video game themed catchphrase look for uh the diva selfies of weird beard and myself soon to uh be posted on checkpoint xp social media so make sure you go check that out so with the game behind us now it's time for this week's failed it from the high highs an absolute monster to the low lows who nailed it and who failed it on checkpoint xp radio it's time for the failed it you heard they nailed it earlier with One Shot Girl getting that huge donation. This time, we're talking about the 2019 Overwatch League Grand Champions, the San Francisco Shock. 
They were an absolute force to be reckoned with last year, and after dropping one match in the playoffs, went on to win every single map thereafter. They have the exact same starting lineup this year, and while they won their first game back in February, this weekend they went 0-2, losing to the Los Angeles Gladiators and the rookie roster of the Los Angeles Valiant. The San Francisco Shock fall. It's their second match in a row they've lost, and... Well, it's got to sting even more that it's to both Los Angeles teams, one after another. The balance of power here in Overwatch is shifting, and it happens to be away from the shock. Man, I don't even know what to say about this. Like, I was watching all weekend long, and yeah. it's like they they weren't in control at all. When they came out against the Los Angeles Gladiators, their MVP from last year, Sinatra, wasn't in the lineup, and they kind of got demolished the first two maps. When they finally put him in, they started like you know making more strides, but they just fell behind. And I don't know who these players are that they put out on the on the stage anymore. But they're not the same ones from last year. Do you think they were just too comfortable sitting up at the top last year? Ah, uh, man, I don't even know what it could possibly be. I mean, it's a brand new meta. Things are a lot more fluid now. There's not like one single composition that everyone is like, this is what you have to play to be the best. But they're usually pretty adaptive. I don't know what their problem was. Well, maybe they'll be able to figure out all the kinks and get things back on the road to victory uh, the next time they play. So that's your failed it, you San Francisco shot. Checkpoint XP, your home for competition. Online at CheckpointXP.com. You're listening to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. Now, gamers have been waiting a very, very, very long time, years, for a Half-Life 3 from Valve. We got some news. Weirdbeard, do we have a Half-Life 3 on the horizon? No. What? But we do have a brand new virtual reality game called Half-Life Alex. Oh, that's even worse. No one plays VR. I, how dare you? Well, let me say this. Well, First, am I, I wrong? Play VR. Mm, how much? I agree with Robbie, but yeah. I will say this was a great VR game. It was one of the very first VR games I've ever played outside of maybe like a Beat Saber, which is kind of like a, a rhythm-based game. See, yeah. that's that's the problem with VR is even the good ones are just like little party games. No, listen stuff. though. This game was really good. It had really good mechanics. Like to reload your gun, you have to take the, the clip out of your backpack. So you have to go like reach behind your back here and then put it into... A wow, gun, like, does, it, does it, all right, other That's games have tried, yes. but other games have tried to do that, but it always feels clunky and weird. No, this feels smooth. It's not. It's not the pentultimate like VR game. There will be better VR games that come out at some point, but for where it's at right now, this is absolutely at the top of the list of virtual reality. Does it? Games. Does it still have the weird disembodied hands? Yes, oh, absolutely. I will never get over that. That is the worst part. What's wrong um, with the disembodied hands? It, it, it takes me out of it. There's no immersion. No, my hands are just floating around in front of me. It's funny, though, because, like, uh, James, I don't think you, you haven't played any Half-Life games, have you? I have you? not played any Half-Life So games. the very first Half-Life game was, like, the quintessential PC game that, that a lot of gamers have played for the longest time. It's one of the didn't, earliest didn't ones. did Counter-Strike spawn out of a Half-Life mod? Yes, it did. And there's lots of, like, it was the beginning of Valve's dominance as, like, a video game company right so they every time they put out a half-life game they go we we only make a half-life game if we think that there's like a new thing to be told so they're very like protective of this ip they're very like we want to make this a good game so they you can tell they put polish into this like not all it's about like kind of like head crab zombies they're these like alien things that jump on your head and turn you into a zombie thing and uh and it's great 
It's really freaking good. So it's like the VR is suited for that because if it was like a, a very fast action game where you're running everywhere and, and you're like shooting all kinds of millions of people and everything, it would be chaos. But because it's like slower and kind of a little bit more methodical and not as like chaos inducing, it's a really good fit, man. So is this more like a like a puzzle solving type game? Like Both. Rick and Morty and um, like the Batman VR game. I feel like it's... It's all you, you go into a crime scene. You're trying to solve puzzles. Uh, kind of. There are puzzles within it, but there's also, like I said, lots of gun mechanics. Like you're shooting. You have to be able to shoot enemies and aim in space and stuff like that. Um, and Half Life Two is known because it had a lot of physics puzzles because you had a gun that could pick up like saw blades and shoot them at stuff and whatnot. Uh, cool. But th- yeah, I don't know. This game is a. Um, if you like some puzzles, if you like some uh, shooting mechanics, or if you just like virtual reality games in, in general, so it would, would be. This- be a good thing or a bad thing for people waiting for the Half-Life 3? Is this going to, like, give those those gamers that fix? It's like going to McDonald's and ordering a burger with no onions and extra cheese and instead getting a, a six-piece nugget back. Yeah, It's, it's see, not the worst thing in the world, but it's not what I asked for. Because Half-Life 2, I think, ended with that cliffhanger, people don't just want another Half-Life game. They want to know what's next yeah, in the story. The story. Um, for, for me, man, I don't know. I was a very early adapter of VR. I got the PSVR, like, as soon as it was available. And the games I played are fine, but they're games that aren't made for VR, so it's just like a novelty, and until we really get a good, like, AAA game that really shows you and takes benefit of what VR is all about, man. It's this game, baby. I don't know, but it's it's only on PC. For now, yes. Yes. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. I'm not sold. I'm not sold yet. James, are you interested in virtual reality at all? 100%. Yes. Really? 100%. I love... I've played the, the the PlayStation Virtual Reality Console or whatever. Uh, I've played Rick and Morty. I have not had more fun than hanging out in Rick's garage doing all his <laughs> chores. Like to me, that was a blast. Like I, I honestly forgot that I'm like I'm in, I'm in my house. All right, well, Half Life Alex bridged that gap from where VR could be to what it is now. Coming up next, Robbie's gonna check gaming headlines. What do you got coming up, Robbie? One of the most dominant teams from League of Legends in the past few years has been knocked out of contention for the LCS Spring Split. Wow. We'll hear about all that next on Checkpoint XP. Checkpoint XP with James, Robbie, and Weird Beard. Broadcasting from the Beasley Media Studios. Esports and video games live here. Oh my gosh. Checkpoint XP. Welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. I'm James Campbell, and along with me is Robbie Landis and Checkpoint XP's resident slime rancher, Weirdbeard. Uh, no, I'm sorry. What? He's not this resident slime rancher? You guys I am. What is slime ranching? It's the most uh, chill game that I'm currently playing. It's just like Animal Crossing, except... There's no bills. It's just slime. It's slime. Slime's okay, I thought maybe slime. this had something to do with Pornhub making their premium service oh. free worldwide. Okay. Ooh, it's a different kind of slime ranger, I think. <laughs> All right, with the coronavirus keeping so many people cooped up at home following the shelter-in-place orders that most states have uh, put in place, have you been gaming nonstop? Well, we're going to talk gaming binges in a bit, but first... Hey! The guy is unreal. My goodness. Here's another esports gaming update with Robbie Landis on Checkpoint XP Radio. 
A few weeks ago, Square Enix announced that shipments of the Final Fantasy VII Remake could be impacted by the COVID-19 crisis. So in order to try and counter any release disruptions, they actually shipped the games early to Europe and Australia, and some of them may end up getting these as an early result. Uh, the game's producer, Yoshinora Kitase, is urging fans not to spoil the game in case anyone does get it extra early. Because uh, we, I, I, look, look, I'm not going to be surprised if GameStop, again, trying to make a quick buck, breaks their sort of street date release and ends up selling these a little bit earlier than they were supposed to. Is this the biggest release of the year? Ooh, it's either going to be this or Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk. 2077. Yeah. Wow, Final Fantasy VII Remake is going to be that big of a title? Yeah. It's, wow. Yeah, well, because you also have to remember that only the first quarter of the original game is this game but there's enough here to be a full-length game. So a lot of people are like, oh, it's a game that came out you know, back in 1997. Like People have played it. There's no spoilers. That's what I was going to say. I'm like, if the game already came out, but what could because be spoiled? They, they've put more content into it to help flesh out the world. Yep. So there, there will still be some spoilers in it. So the first person who spoils this game for me... Yeah. Oh, they're getting the hands. I don't Ooh. care about no five like rules. A like, it's going down. I'm oh, putting, James. I'm putting a bounty on. Anybody James. can give me some inside scoop James. on Final Fantasy VII <laughs> oh, so I can ruin it for Robbie? You don't, even, you don't even want it, James. You, you, we're moving on. We're moving on. There's. Mm. I'm going to put you guys in your own corners. <sighs> if you were one of the gamers in your life, have noticed a decrease in downloading speed on the PlayStation Network, it's not just you or your internet connection. Sony announced its plans to reduce download speeds to reduce stress on the internet infrastructure during this global pandemic. Streaming providers Netflix, YouTube, Disney+, Plus, Amazon, and Apple have also taken similar precautions. So this is legit? All the gaming uh, due to the, the stay-at-home order? Well, it's not, just, place I mean, it's not just gaming. Like, I saw a tweet going around where someone was like, you gamers need to watch how much... Uh, stop, all right? I, well, the here's, amount- here's a stat. Here's some stats because I was, I was talking about this the Perfect. other day. Uh, Netflix uses 15% of the entire internet's bandwidth, right? Oh, what? Yes. Wow. Because, well, think about it. Video is such a big yeah. file okay, no, to be able but, to But do. if you were to say streaming platform, no. like video streaming, but Netflix alone? Yes. It's 15%. Netflix alone, 15%. Of oh, the internet. Yes, the entire, the, the internet as a thing. They've actually, uh, them and Hulu and a bunch of other streaming services have, have actually downgraded so that you can't watch in super high quality video anymore just because... No 8K or 4K watching? Yeah, because it is so massive. So I think it's kind of an overreaction, but like, whatever, I mean, it's man. good that they do before it goes down yeah. or, or, or something, right? I get it. The Overwatch League returned last weekend with online play in 10 total matches. League will start to make up all their missed games from the past eight weeks, including the debut matches from teams that haven't played yet. But one team will still remain MIA. The New York Excelsior have announced they'll be temporarily pulling out of the Overwatch League due to New York's current stay-home orders from the COVID-19 pandemic. Yeah, New York's got it real bad in terms of uh, coronavirus mm-hmm. and getting around. Well, I, I also heard, too, that uh, the Vancouver Titans, who, you know, you're, you're yeah. so far team of choice from the Overwatch League, were supposed to play this weekend. They also didn't play. Uh, I've heard that both them and the London Spitfire, uh, being primarily South Korean teams, that the reason they didn't play is they're actually relocating to South Korea uh, uh, amidst this pandemic. Well, now, Robbie, them. you host an Overwatch-specific show called the Owl's Nest. And uh, you've gotten bumped by the news a few times, oh, like two like weeks two in week, a row. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 pretty heartbreaking. Yeah, I hopefully, hopefully, here's some fewer changes in the future, and things get to at least a semi-normal schedule. Well, the dream is over for Team Liquid. They've won every split since the beginning of the franchise model in the LCS. However. With a loss to Cloud9 over the weekend, they've now been eliminated from contention this spring. 
Many apologists will look towards the weird situation with COVID-19, but the truth runs much deeper than that. Team Liquid has never looked right this year, and the question now will be whether this was just a one-off or a sign of things to come. Now, James, do you remember us talking about a guy named Doublelift a little while ago? Yes. So, for, to catch you up in case you're not sure who Was he the drama, like the drama king that kept bouncing around from a couple different teams? Or is this a, I don't a know that I'd gamer? call him a drama king. Yeah, but he, he's essentially the Tom Brady, right? Yeah. Like, he's the, the goat of, of this uh, eSport. He's essentially the one that's been known as the guy. Um, and it seems like Team Liquid, his, the team that he plays for, has actually done better this year when he hasn't been playing on their team. Oh, that's not good news for Doublelift. No, so it's it, there's a lot of just kind of behind-the-scenes stuff to where, yes, they can blame it on COVID-19 and the situation with that, uh, but there seems to be something deeper. Whether it is Doublelift or just another catch in the system that's happening, there is 100% uh, you know, an apple in there that's spoiling the barrel. Nevada became the first state to legalize betting on esports earlier this week when gaming regulators approved sports books to accept wagers for season 11 of the Counter-Strike ESL Pro League. Now, I will tell you, as somebody who watches ESL, they've already been doing bettings for a long, long time per matches. Oh, really? Um, just not like uh, actual betting. Not for any real cash. Well, they have real cash, but it's like through websites. It's through third-party stuff. Like, it's not true esports betting like to where i can walk into a casino and no, go like, a, like well, a gaming association approved I, yes i mean yeah, even I in you. nevada right now with all of the casinos you know shut down you're still not walking in but i definitely believe that if it wasn't for the covid crisis and all those casinos shutting down I don't think this would have happened as quickly as it I has. I agree. I agree with yeah, you. No, there's the, no sports. There's nothing to bet on. So, exactly. hey, sports is up. It's alive. It's well. Yes. Let's get some of that money. And it's funny because they show the they show the odds before every single match. Um, so it's been kind of ingrained in the community already. I think it's going to be interesting to see, like, is this a real moneymaker? Do people actually make, like, buku bucks from betting on stuff like this? Or is it just kind of like a ha-ha funny thing where, hey, you can throw away some money if you want to? Now, do you have to be in uh, Nevada to place a bet, I have no idea. Because we should, we should put some bets. Down. I'm, I'm not a gambler, guys. I have, I barely have enough money as it is. Can't be throwing it down the drain. I peel off a few bucks. We should, Yo, we should place a couple in. bets. I'm know? in, James. Yeah. All right. After Evil Geniuses and Luminosity declined to join the Rainbow Six League again for the Pro League Season 12, it now leaves the league with eight teams as opposed to the originally advertised ten. It's because the players own the spots in the league, not the organizations. LG and EG players will become free agents following this season unless one of the eight orgs decides to acquire their roster. Now, this is interesting because Rainbow Six Siege as an eSport is like a B tier, right? It's right on the cusp of being able to be in like the, the sunlight with all the, the other really big ones. This is such a big setback for making them be like a serious contender. Um, you know, especially because during all these leaks coming out, uh, according to sources, Luminosity players did not meet with any LG employees during their entire time at the Oof. organization. So essentially, these guys were owned by this team, and they never talked to them. They never saw their bosses once. So what does this mean for that league now? Um, especially because it, it just shows that nobody's interested. If they advertise that they're going to have 10 teams and they can barely scrape eight together, um, I don't think that there's much more of a, a lifeline going on. A, for the Rainbow Six Siege esports like competitive community, but also going forward, are they going to be able to compete with Valorant and, and the brutal assault that Riot's about to launch on them? That's it for the Checkpoint XP Gaming News Update. For more, head on over to our website, CheckpointXP.com. 
Thank you, Robbie, for that update. Now, we talked earlier a little bit about the Overwatch League already, but I want to go back uh, one more time. One of the new rules instituted this season was around certain heroes being banned out each week. And I also heard uh, that this week's bans was picked by a cat. <laughs> All right, yes. Yeah. So so the ban system is something new that was instituted. You know, when you play Overwatch, you select certain heroes uh, uh, to play in the game. And now each week, they look at which heroes have been played the most, and they do sort of like a lottery draw to see which ones can't be played for the following week. Uh, with the COVID-19 crisis going on and everyone playing and casting from home, uh, one of the, the, the lead desk analysts, uh, Zoe, the way that they did it, instead of putting it in the little bin that they normally have in you know, like a little lottery thing and spinning it around, she placed the cards face down on the ground and her cat would come up and the first one that the cat touched would be the one that got banned out. Oh, uh, this is just like those internet videos they have out where people are stuck in their house and they're playing tic-tac-toe with well, a turtle. The best part is, is that for the past few weeks since they've been doing this, people have been wanting a certain hero named May, who's very, very annoying to play against, banned out so we could get a different style of play. And everyone who's picked for the DPS heroes, which is what May is, hasn't picked her. I mean, it's it's random, obviously, because there's it's, they're just taking tickets out of a bin. Yeah. But the cat finally banned her out, and everyone on social media is like, thank you, this cat has delivered us from the Maypocalypse. And I think going forward that maybe, uh, uh, you know, banning by cat is the way that we should go about it. The cat is the hero that nobody ever suspected, huh? I think what's going to be really uh, funny is if it does, like, make better bans. Because so far, I mean, there hasn't been too much outrage on some of the heroes that have been banned. But I know there have been lots of people that haven't been happy because they continue, like Robbie was saying, to... To ban the people that had a much lower chance of getting banned for whatever reason. Well, they've reason. also changed up a bit before because before it was any hero that had 10% usage or more would have six tickets put in, right? So there was no weight to it. You had just as much of chance of banning someone who's been used 10% as someone who's been used 95%. And the tickets are like raffle tickets. Exactly. Yeah. So now it's weighted. If you've only been used 10%, I think you get one ticket put in. If you have a hero that's being used 95% of the time, they get four tickets put in there. So this should help to even it out a little bit better and and I think overall provide uh, a much more entertaining match atmosphere both for the players and for those watching from home. See, that's all you have to do. Leave it to a cat. A cat Leave will it to a cat. be able to figure it out better than people can. Mm-hmm. And I always thought dogs were smarter than cats. <laughs> or maybe we're just dumb. I don't yeah, know. Maybe we're all just kind of dumb. <laughs> Alright, which releases are we most excited about dropping in the next month? We have a few hot titles coming out. We'll let you know about those in a bit. But first, have you ever gamed for so long you've fallen asleep and awoken with the controller still in your hand? We're talking gaming binges when we get back on Checkpoint XP. Never miss anything again. No way. Stay on top of your game by heading to CheckpointXP.com to get in the game. Checkpoint XP with James, Robbie, and Weirdbeard. Broadcasting from the Beasley Media Studios. Esports and video games live here. Oh my god! Checkpoint XP. Welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. You're hanging out with me, James Campbell, along with Robbie Landis, and the number one CSGO rage quitter in the building, Weirdbeard. You know what's worse is especially because now that the ESL is playing uh, major matches again. Yeah. When you watch people that are so much better than you are, and it just makes you not want to play the game makes at you all. so angry. Yeah, because it's, these people are just, like, clicking on pixels and stuff, and they're just amazing. And I get on a game, and I go, oh, and 20,000. Well, you know, we actually played some Overwatch over the weekend as well, so uh, I actually wanted to ask you, how does it feel to play a game you actually have fun in? Uh, it was... <laughs> <laughs> It was an experience I wasn't used to. We had a good time, didn't we? Yeah. Even though you're terrible at it. And maybe that's why it was so much fun. 
Because of the coronavirus, that leaves a lot of gamers with a lot of extra time on their hands. Have you ever gamed for so long you've fallen asleep and woken up with the controller? What's the longest gaming binge you've ever gone on? Oh, man. Uh, I, I don't know that I can put a time on it, but, you know, back in, like, high school and even through college, like, like I do all-nighters. Like, come home from class, sit down to play something. You usually it was a, an online game, you know, one of the massively multiplayer ones where there isn't really an end. You're just always... Like a World pro- of Warcraft. Exactly. You're just always progressing. And, I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd play till the, till the sun come up. There was actually one month where I got my sleeping schedule so mixed up that I would uh, basically wake up and go to my classes at, like, 2, 3 o'clock and then come home and play into, you know, the morning and basically go to bed at, like, 9 a.m., Sleep through the day and then go up and go to my night classes and come back home and and just repeat it now, all over again. Is that a again. gaming binge or is that an addiction problem? <laughs> I mean, where's the difference? <laughs> That's the other Fair thing. Enough. Like nowadays, like I wake up even working from home. You know, I play games while I work, so I'm never not gay. I'm never not gaming. Sometimes it's multiple games at once. I'll be playing World of Warcraft. I'll be watching, you know, Westworld season three, and I'm playing Animal Crossing and reading a comic at the same time. Guys, you are like the king of multitasking. I'm getting it done, living my best life. Holy cow. Beat that. Yeah, for me, I'm not a big uh, binge gamer. Like, I can play a a game for a couple hours. I need to take a break, but then I can come back. Uh, I would say probably my longest uh, gaming binge. But maybe five or six hours. Oh, those are rookie numbers. Yeah. You need to pump those numbers Get those up. numbers up. <laughs> well, like, so, for example, like, the game that I've binged the most would be Fallout 3. So I'd go That's on a quest. Yeah, yep. I'd go on a quest. Yep. Once okay. the quest is done, it. I would take a break. Then I would come back. I'd get prepared for the next quest, repair my weapons, make mm-hmm. sure I have ammo, all that stuff. Kind of flip through the tra- strategy guide to make mm-hmm. sure I know oh, what I'm up Oh, you're against. one of those yeah. people. You're a cheater. Yeah, it's not a cheater. Mm, I, call my, I, I call my girlfriend out for it when she when she goes. She'll like start looking at something online and be like, where do I find this from? Where do I get this from? And I'm like, you're cheating. You go That's and you find cheating. it yourself. Mm, it's a little bit it's cheating. It's not cheating. It's, it's using all the resources at your fingertips <laughs> to your advantage. Okay. That's not cheating. What it's about a, you, weird beard? It's an open book test. I think, I don't know because I've done a lot of them like I remember after one really bad breakup in my early 20s I lived in Philadelphia therapy gaming yes yeah. I had no family no friends oh, man. like I lived by myself in a city where Just I lost my job beard. yeah and like so I I think days turned into nights bored, yeah like what was there scared. to do yeah. I think that there was I think there was at one point where I played through Final Fantasy 10 where I wouldn't turn the, the PlayStation off I just pause it and then go to sleep for a little while. (laughs) (laughs) Wake back up. And then you just wake back up and start playing. So it wasn't maybe consistent, but it 100% was like, I wouldn't say that I stopped playing within it. So um, when it comes to like a gaming binge... Could you get your, could you binge on a game that you maybe just picked up for the first time? Oh, absolutely. I mean, depending on the game, especially if it's like an RPG or something with a story type element, I can absolutely like like normally I'll dive into those and I won't come up for air until I've finished it or yeah until I have to like eat. Are you one of the guys that wears a diaper and you just go to the bathroom? I'm not going to go quite that far. Okay, okay. but that brings up a very important uh, discussion here. When you're binging, what is your snack food of choice that has to be with you the entire Ooh. time? Oh, I do uh, You know the, 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 the scoops, the Totino scoops. Okay. Right? And then I'll get both the cheese and the salsa and sour cream, and you mix them all together to make like a sauce. Oh, my God. Wait, you mix them all separately, or do you take your chip and you dip into one, two, and three, and no, then take I'll, a bite? No, I'll mix them all separately and you stir it up. Oh, so it's a man. dip. It's it's a dip. Oh man, <laughs> it's called just queso, I think. James, what are you picking up from the Seven Eleven before you go to game? Uh, I'm I'm actually hitting the roller grill. 
I'm going to get some uh, buffalo chicken logs. Oh God! And possibly if they have them, they're not available in all the areas. I know you guys. Are, you guys snack. are always looking at me like a no, weirdo. Because, because we're like, what do you snack on? You're like, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna get me a meal. I'm just eating dinner. Well, I'm taking my. I'm getting a snack after I go play for three hours. I'm taking my break. I'm gonna go get my okay. snack from okay. the James local is like, convenience store. I just bring in a rotisserie chicken. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not that crazy. <laughs> the, the size of a hot dog. Uh, but I get. I would get a, a buffalo chicken log, or I would get a cheeseburger. Log. Dude, if I had to choose between somebody, I'm going with James. I'm sorry, Robbie. You, you have terrible taste in Girl Scout cookies, too, so it's fine. I just have great taste in culinary inventions. That's okay, all. Okay, sure. You're listening to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. Now, you're looking for something to do this quarantine? How about you compete in an esports tournament for charity? The Shutdown Showdown is a weekly Apex Legends tournament with all proceeds benefiting No Kid Hungry. You can check it out every Tuesday in April. It only costs 10 bucks to sign up, and you can sign up solo or with your friends. You can check it out at ugcevents.gg slash shutdown showdown. Now, speaking of binging, especially if you're stuck in lockdown during the, the, the quarantine and all that kind of stuff, we have a list of games that are very long, very long, a lot of RPGs that you could actually burn a lot of time on and actually binge very easily. Yeah, so this uh, list comes to us courtesy of The Guardian. You were actually the one that found it for us, James. Uh, a lot of great stuff on here, but yeah, the idea is just these like epic games that are going to take like, you know, 100 plus hours to work your way through. Best time to do it. Uh, so we're going to go through a few of these here, one of which uh, Weird Beard, I believe you've actually started in on recently, and that of course is The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. I have. It's like a Grand Theft Auto, but with less filler really? and more fun. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's Zelda themed. Yeah. Yeah, like you can break your weapons, so you're always constantly having to pick up new weapons. Okay, please do not say that like it's a selling point. That is the worst thing. Always having to go back and find your favorite weapon after it breaks. Because you can't just repair it. No. It breaks, you have to go find a new one. That is the worst part of that game. I don't know. It's fun. It's interesting. You want to, you want to like, be playing and then look up and it's five hours later? Breath of the, Breath of the Wild is definitely one of the better ones. To See, I wish they would have sold that game to me, because I love The Legend of Zelda. I love the franchise. But Breath mm-hmm. of the Wild, for whatever reason, it didn't appeal to me. And plus, at that point in time, uh, I was at the age where I wasn't with all my friends that are in the games, and we all kind of went our separate ways, so it was kind of just the the solo gamer. Yep. Another one that I'm going to recommend here, Monster Hunter World. Uh, Hmm. 15 million copies sold. It's one of the best-selling Capcom games of all time. I think it's their best one. It is, yeah. And so the idea is you basically go out into this, you know, this undiscovered world with your weapon of choice, whether it's a giant bow, a huge battle axe, you know, uh, dual blades, and you have to fight giant monsters and that's all it is little person with cool weapons fighting monsters you can jump on their back and have to take them down and you get to harvest their parts to take it back to camp to make new armor and weapons so you're like a butcher too it's so cool and and i mean it's a lot of the same gameplay over and over again but it's so addicting being able to like just take on these mammoth creatures uh fallout 4 is also on here james uh i've tried it but I, uh, That's right. You yeah. couldn't get into it because it had the whole like sort of sim building thing where you could like make your own uh, 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 encampments, right? Wasn't yeah. that what turned well, some you of off? The stuff I was just I was just over it. I don't know. Um, after Fallout Three, none of the Fallout's have really like struck a chord with me the way that one did. Okay. If you want to play something kind of weird, Death Stranding is on the list. That's it, an understatement. It's, it's like, have do you have? Any- I've seen it. This is the one with uh, Norman Reedus. Uh, yes. Likeness yes. is the main character. He's got yep. the baby in a bag. Uh, Guillermo del Toro is also in it as well. All right. Well, there's some long games you could spend a lot of time binging on. If we missed them, let us know what you think would be a great game to to binge on while you're locked up during the quarantine. Which new releases are coming out that we're most excited about in the next month? 
We have a few hot titles coming out. I'm going to let you know about those when we come back on Checkpoint XP. Hey, this is Callie with the Checkpoint XP Save the Date calendar, letting you know about the latest esports competitions to look forward to in the coming weeks. Since COVID-19 has wrought havoc on the esports scene, I'll be letting you know what's being played and what's been canceled. Starting in the Overwatch League, there will be no homestands for the foreseeable future. All matches will be played online. Turning our attention to the spring split of the League of Legends LCS, matches are once again being played online. The spring split finals are planned to be held at the LCS studios, and Monday Night League has been suspended until further notice. The Capcom Pro Tour has canceled their stop in Brussels this month, with the next scheduled event being Armor Break on April 25th in Toronto. April 18th was supposed to play host to the mix-up in Lyon, France. However, that event has been postponed until July 18th. May should have played host to DreamHack Dallas. However, that event has now been moved to August 14th through the 16th, shortly after the rescheduled DreamHack Summer. That's it for the Checkpoint XP Save the Date calendar. And remember, for all the latest in the world of esports, check out our website. You can find that over at CheckpointXP.com. Get in the game. What are we witnessing? The number one esports and video game radio show. Checkpoint XP, where gaming lives. Welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. You're listening to Robbie Landis. Weird beard, and the only guy in the room that no matter how many times or how long he streams, he still has unexplainable issues with streaming technology. That would be me, James Campbell. I found it funny that I don't know if you posted it on Facebook or tweeting it, but you said streaming is the only thing where you can do the exact same thing every time and never have it work out the same. 100%. That was me. <laughs> I had I had an issue with it uh, last week. I ended up uh, having like old man technology rage and I busted a controller. You know what the funniest part of it too was the way that it showed up in my Facebook timeline. First I saw you being like, oh, I can't stream today. Everybody go home. This is terrible. And the post right underneath it was you like, oh, never mind. It started working. Come on in, guys. It was like- literally like an act of God <laughs> happened. Nothing was working. I you're like, I'm going to give it one more try, and everything fell into place, and it's like manna from heaven. Everything worked. All right, you got a lot of new releases coming out in the month of April. What are some of the hottest ones on the list? Robbie, what do you got going on? Yeah, we're actually going to go through a few things here for you to, to look forward to uh, playing during April here. And uh, the first one is called Hyper Parasite. Uh, this comes out um, uh, 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 April 3rd for just about everything. PC, PS4, Xbox, and the Switch. Not really my type of game, but it's a roguelike twin stick shooter brawler. It's like kind of one of those like top-down Sort of things. Uh, uh, think um, uh, if you want to go back far enough, like asteroids or uh, Grandia. I think was another one. Yeah, I mean, there's there's more. Like it, it's closer to Enter the Gungeon, which is a more yeah, like recent go. gun, mm-hmm. uh, recent game there. Um, but it looks fun. This is kind of like in my bag the games that I get yes. made fun of for. It's definitely like Smash TV. Yeah, it, it, it's very much like a pick it up and play whenever you have a moment type of thing. You know, it's not something you're really going to sit down and I feel like dedicate a lot of time to. Uh, there's another one here called Someday You'll Return uh, on the PC. comes out April 14th. Now, this this is something I think me, me and James should try this out. Uh, it's an upcoming psychological horror game. Oh, it's uh, going to be draws scary. inspiration from Silent Hill, Outlast 2, The Vanishing of Ethan Carter, and Resident Evil 7. That's yeah. going to be tough, especially yeah. with Resident Evil 3 coming out. Yes, that's oh. right. Actually, I, I, I actually did jump ahead uh, a, a week here, so that's my fault. Uh, April 3rd, also... Resident Evil 3, the remake. Yeah. Uh, the the uh, reviews have already come out for this, and it looks phenomenal. I, I downloaded and played the demo. It was freaking rock solid, especially really? for being a demo. I was anticipating, like, eh, it'll be, it'll be okay. You know what? Coming out on the 3rd, and with Someday You'll Return actually being, uh, uh, you know, um, 11 days later, you know, almost, almost two weeks... 
people will have beat Resident Evil 3 in that time, and if they're looking for some more of like that horror fix, this might be something that if it comes across their radar, that they uh, they might be interested in. So this, this someday you'll return looks spoopy. It does. It looks good. Uh, it, like it looks high level triple A quality, it which looks is weird. Like a nightmare. Yeah, because it's, it's actually something that hasn't came across my radar. <laughs> you want to play this with I me? Saw you this just that would be me. great. You just want me to cry in front I, of you. I hate these games too, so it'll be a, it'll be a oh, bonding okay. experience for us. Um, unfortunately, if you were looking forward to the Fallout seventy six Wastelanders expansion was supposed to come on the seventh, that was actually delayed. We oh, do good. not have uh, currently a release date on that, but it's been pushed back due to the COVID nineteen crisis. Well, I'm, I'm rather they push it back instead of. That's right. The one I'm looking forward to, April 10th, the Final Fantasy VII Remake. Uh, If this is something that you maybe don't feel like, you're not sure if you're going to like this a whole lot. You don't want to put a whole lot of time, effort, or money into it. I actually plan on attempting to stream my entire playthrough. If I'm playing it, I'm streaming it. So... If you want to see what it's about, you uh, make sure that you are following uh, Checkpoint XP at twitch.tv slash Checkpoint XP. Uh, another one here that I've never heard of from is uh, called Deliver Us the Moon. comes out on April 24th. Uh, it is a sci-fi epic. I've seen I've seen some stuff from this one. I actually think that I might have played this. I don't think it had a name yet out at E3 last year. Uh, the trailer that I've watched doesn't seem too spooky, but it looks very similar to what I played, which was very spooky. It, it seems close to like a dead space. Like, yeah, kind you're, of- you're again. If it's the one I'm thinking of, you're basically like on a space station in the moon. Everyone else has like disappeared, and you have to figure out. Why? Are there any non-scary games coming out in April? <laughs> what am I going to do? Hide under the but blanket? Final hide under Fantasy my bed? Final Fantasy VII Remake isn't a scary game. Fair enough. Yeah, you can try that one. Or the Hyper Parasite. Uh, we have another one here. Uh, all right. This is for you. Predator Hunting Grounds. Okay, I would play that. All right. So Even if it was scary, just because of Predator. Yeah, right. So yeah. from what I've seen, uh, I don't know if it's supposed to be Battle Royale, but essentially you have a squad of people who are trying to do some sort of... Uh, um, Objective, right? And then there's one person who plays as the predator, nice. and you have to hunt them down. Do you remember the? I was so hype about not this game, but a game that's very similar, Evolve, which was supposed to be the biggest game, and it's going to be just like this. I I have high hopes for this because you know, or like uh, Dead by Daylight is another game. Yeah, I was going to say it's like Dead by Daylight, yes, but with the predator and I think like marine combat, yeah, people. Mm-hmm. Cool, you got me. I got oh, me on that go. one, Robbie. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we also have Trials of Mana coming out, which is another classic JRP. Hell yeah. The Trials games, uh, uh, or I'm sorry, the, the uh, uh, Of Mana games were very, very popular. Uh, and um, those are basically coming out in just about everything, including the Switch, which is a great place for it. Uh, you can pick that up on April 24th. Uh, this next one, this should be right up Rick's Alley as well. Azure Striker Gun Vault. I'm in. I don't care what it is. Uh, you have a gun vault. I'm, I'm there. It's also known as Armed Blue Gun Vault in Japan. It is a 2D side-scrolling action platformer game. For the noob in the room, what is a gun vault? I, it's a good, good question. What's a gun vault? Anime <laughs> Rick, stuff. It's anime Perfect. stuff. Perfect. Anime yeah. stuff. Like it's, it's, yeah, like it literally is just lots and lots of guns anime and uh i hope there's magic power somewhere in there and probably I'm sold. it's just it's, it's <laughs> anime trash is what it is Ooh. uh that's on april 28th along with this is something i might pick up gears tactics uh if you're familiar with xcom which is like you know it's kind of like a top down you have units that you're controlling on like a turn-by-turn basis it's very like tactical okay uh, it's basically that type of gameplay but in the gears of war 
universe. Really? Yeah. So is it um, similar to when Halo? Like Halo had like a yes, okay. I believe it is. I like believe a strategy, it is. like almost like a, like the original Warcraft mm-hmm. or Starcraft. That's how it's. Yeah, that's how Halo actually started. Was doing their their top down like turn. What? No, it one. didn't. Yeah, Halo the, Combat Evolved. No, it was a first person shooter first. On the oh, you're right. Okay, I'm yeah, lying. but still, that's, yeah. that's one of the early versions of how no, we you know your place. Feed me a, like a fake game. Right. Mm, I, I, I don't think I so. Uh, here's one for Weird Beard. Also on April 28th, moving out. This looks like overcooked, but the idea is is that you and a partner have to move all of your furniture out of the house. It's oh, like yes, a, it's a top down type thing. It shows two people like trying to run across a road with like traffic coming in, or they're taking a bed out and like knocking stuff all over the place. This is definitely a weird beard. The title. art style looks like Animal Crossing. It's cute as hell. It's coming out on the Switch. I'm sold. I, I'm I'm into it. Mm-hmm. I'm amazed that they found a way to take the things you hate to do in real life and make them fun. And then they make them fun <laughs> in a video game. Why can't just moving out be that much fun yep. in real life? Yep. Uh, here's a big one too. At the end of the month, April 30th, uh, isn't necessarily a new game, but Fortnite Chapter Two Season Three. Yep. So uh, all you Fortnite players, you parents with Fortnite kids out there, get that credit card ready because uh, that's going to be the day they're going to be asking for it. Wow. And then finally. Uh, to be determined has not yet been announced, but uh, Minecraft Dungeons is also supposed to be coming out at some point here uh, in April. I, are you? Do you get excited for a Minecraft game? No, mine. Gonna be completely honest with you. <laughs> I have no, no idea. idea. I just know it's coming out, and there's a lot of kids out there who love Minecraft. So, parents. You ready to fork up some cash at some point? While we're all stuck in quarantine, we here at Checkpoint XP want to take some time to recommend a free game for you to check out each week. This week on Steam, you can get the 2013 reboot of the Tomb Raider series for free. Get it while you can. Oh, I absolutely 100% recommend this. This was, you know, a lot of people talk about how great God of War is. The most recent God of War was resetting the series. That's what this Tomb Raider did for the Tomb Raider series. I cannot recommend it enough. And if you love it, you can then pick up, uh, I believe there's been two two more games yes. since then that, that you can pick up as well. Absolutely amazing. All right. Sounds like a great option. You can't beat the price. It's totally free. Help keep your mind off of things while you're stuck in quarantine. That's going to do it for this episode. Thanks for listening on your radio station. Make sure you head on over to CheckpointXP.com and check out the Checkpoint XP on campus show. Get the latest info on what is going on in the world of collegiate esports. Norris Howard hosts alongside the Jacob Brothers and Daniel Agbuya. New episodes every Thursday at 10 p.m. Big thank you to Robbie Landis, Weird Beard, and producer Callie for helping put this episode together. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Checkpoint XP and Facebook. We'll talk to you again next week. Stay healthy, stay safe, and don't let the coronavirus get you down.